0: Welcome to the Life Church Brisbane North podcast. Life Church exists to reach and empower people. No matter where you are listening from, we pray that this message is an encouragement to you. I want to share a word with you today. It's my God word for the church in 2020. I try and seek God and ask Him for a word that has a prophetic dynamic to it for the church to understand what God's doing. And so today I want to talk to you about the wind shifts of heaven, the heavenly wind shifts. Something's changing in the atmosphere and you haven't created it. God has purposed it, but you've got to get on board. Some years ago, up the coast, uh, God gave me favour in Fiji went over there and preached a lot and prophesied that there was a coup about to happen and stuff and whatever. And a coup happened uh, with George Spate and the government heard about my prophecy, got the prophecy and and, and said, uh, we can't allow this. So they shut the coup down. And so after that, whenever I'd go to Fiji, it'd be, you know, TV cameras, a lot of hoo-ha and stuff. And God gave me favour there and so we, we planned to have, there's a big church with Pastor Acey called World Harvest over there. A great church. And we planned to do a huge big youth crusade in that church, which we did. Had a great time. Took some preachers there. And we took a whole team from our Sunshine Coast uh, church of leaders and youth and band, musicians, whatever. And we did this youth crusade. And fantastic Time, but after the crusade, Marion and I and a couple of uh, one or two couples I, I, I don't remember, but we went to Plantation Island for a couple of days to have a break. And so we're there on this Plantation Island tourist place. And uh, one afternoon, we were, were on the beach, and one of the couples, married couples, decided to hire like a um, a stand-up board, a windsurfer, or something like that. And they said, "We'll get it for maybe an hour or two hours, whatever." And uh, the husband and wife said, uh, "We'll share half, half, and half of the time each." So the husband gets on first, and and stands up and uh, catches the wind or takes off, and he starts to disappear, <laughs> and he just keeps going. And this massive bay with all boats moored in the middle and he, he wanders through and he, he just kept going. And we couldn't see him in the end. He's gone. He's disappeared. And so the wife, uh, when his time is up, the wife says, he's not back. Where is he? She starts to get really cranky. And uh, nothing happened. He didn't come back. And this guy, he's gone, he's way over somewhere else. A long time after that, now the wife is spitting chips and everything. And, uh, and this poor guy comes walking way back. He's been blown right across on the other thing. He comes walking back around the bay, red as a lobster. And, uh, and that's the end of the story. But there's a there's a moral to the story that the Lord taught me. And it was this. He came back and he said, Oh, the wind took me. And uh, the moral or the the application is if you can't read the wind, you can't ride the wind. That's very important, because if there's a wind shift in the heavenlies, you better be open to read the wind. Because God wants you to get on the wind of the Spirit. And ride it to where He wants to take you. Hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And so this is very important. If you, You've you got to learn to read the wind. What's God doing? What's the wind of the Spirit doing? So we can ride the wind. And see God's fullness come to pass. Now, in, in the Bible, when it talks about winds, it clearly talks about the four winds of heaven. Ezekiel 37 uh, is the great story of Ezekiel's Valley of Dry Bones. You remember that? He said to the dry bones, get up, you lazy, you know, life. And when they stand up, etc. cetera, God says, now you need to, I'll read it to you. Then you'll get at the right. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath for this great army. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. My point in that scripture is that the Bible talks about the four winds of heaven. And I want you to get the next thing uh, about the four winds. What each wind represents. One at a time then, if that's how you want to do it. The north wind of heaven is a revelation of his majesty. Bible talks about how beautiful for situation on the sides of the north. City of our great God in His majesty, ruling and reigning. So the north wind speaks of His majesty. The south wind speaks of new beginnings and new fruitfulness. When the south wind blows. Oh, I love the south wind. Bringing new things, new adventure and all that stuff. Uh, the east wind Speaks of problems, it, uh, opposition, and problems and difficulty in the Bible. Uh, you'll, if you read a lot of the references to winds, uh, you've got to put Israel geographically in place. And so, the north were the mountains, etc. Um, the east was the desert. So, the wind that came off the desert was hot, dry. They actually called it in their slang back then, the devil's breath. It was an awful wind. It ruined crops, et cetera. And so the east wind was all about problems and opposition. But the west wind, which came off the ocean to Israel, the sea, was overcoming provision and uh, uh, breakthrough and victory, etc. So the four different winds blow in our lives at different times and... Uh, Oftentimes we misread the wind. You remember when Israel were going through the Red Sea and it says, and God caused a hot east wind. Now the east wind is opposition, problems and challenges. And so here they go, they're going east across. uh, Egypt's behind them. They're going toward the promised land. They've got to go across and then up a bit. (coughs) And so God sends an east wind. Many of us would think that's the devil. That's the awful wind. He's against us. No, God sent an east wind for his purposes. And when you read the wind, why did he send an east wind? Because he had to blow the sea back and then, like a huge hairdryer, he had to dry out the muddy beach, uh, seabed. Because it said they walked across like they were in the desert. Isn't that incredible? That's what the Bible says. And so God uses this hot east wind. And uh, not only that, but as they walked across, Moses said, just declare the Lord is our victory. And so the wind of the Spirit coming out of them caused the east wind to go around them. And guess what it hit behind them? The chariots of Egypt. And the Bible says the wheels on the chariots all dried up And locked up and fell off. And it says the horses fainted from the east wind. Isn't that incredible? You make sure you realise that God is in control of your life. And sometimes when the wrong wind blows, you need to put God into your... Because the truth is by the Holy Ghost, I have the four winds of heaven in me. And greater is the wind of God in me than any wind that blows into my world. And so it doesn't matter which one comes. You can be triumphant, live in victory. Man, I love that. Next thing about these winds, it's a bit of a windy day. So we're talking about winds. The next thing you need to realise about, in Scripture about the winds is that the winds come in circuits. Ah, now this is going to really apply to our lives today. The wind of heaven comes in circuits. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 6. Listen to this. It says, The wind goes toward the south, blowing toward the south, and then turns about and goes back to the north. It whirls about continually continually and the wind returns again according to his circuits so we're going to see in the bible that there are two dominant circuits of wind and we're talking spiritually how this affects your life there's the north south wind circuit like this goes around like this. so those two are in unison unity working together north south winds And then the others are the east-west wind in circuit this way. And it's very important to understand what they mean. So these two prevailing circuits, the north, remember what it is? The north-south circuit is a revelation from the north of the glory and majesty of our most high God, King Jesus. And then it goes to the south and And uh, blows new fruit and new fragrance out of the garden of the Lord. What an incredible circuit of wind that is. How powerful that is in our lives. But look at the east-west circuit. This is incredibly powerful too. The east wind brings opposition, challenges and problems. So we grow in our faith. It has a purpose in our life. And so God allows it to increase our faith and our breakthrough, etc. So it brings that, but then it is in circuit with the West. That which the enemy meant for bad, God turns around for good and brings overcoming, victory, breakthrough, and provision. And so the devil can't win for losing. Whichever wind he jumps onto and tries to huff and puff and make happen, God's got the other side of it uh, in the circuit to bring it about. Now, here's my word for today. For you and your family, your business, your spiritual life and your spiritual walk, there is a wind shift happening by God's design and initiation. There's a wind shift happening globally across the church. This is important because I want you to read the wind so you can ride the wind. Very important. And so there's a wind shift which going, that's changing from east west this way, problems and overcoming Great faith, blessing, breakthrough. We've been faithful. We've been digging ditches. We've been believing God. We're trying. The wind shift is changing and going north-south. North-south, which is east winds are miracles. North-south winds are majesty. The revelation of His majesty. I don't, oh, they've got that, yeah. East winds are miracles. North south winds are majesty. Now, here's my point today, church, for you. And that is that for the last maybe two, three decades, the dominant wind in the church and the dominant work of God has been east west. East west challenges, breakthrough, overcoming, rise up in faith, go from a little church in a little tin shed to great campuses, see blessing and breakthrough. And so there's been an incredible wind of God blowing in the church. I'm better for that. It's changed my life. It's brought us so far and it's very, very important. But now there's a change of wind shift to majesty, The dominant message has been, rise up, be strong, overcome. God is with us. Shout a hallelujah. You know, and all that. It's brilliant. I love it. But you have a look. The dominant songs and the dominant preaching message has been about overcoming. That's brilliant. It's wonderful. And I, I for one, have have grown dramatically and seen so much. The kingdom has expanded phenomenally. But there's a wind shift happening. And this is so important. It's going to bring the revelation of the majesty of Jesus into our lives. You watch, and I haven't preached this the start of the year. Uh, You watch the songs change. In the next decade, in the next season, uh, going from, come on, rise up, let's have a go you your mug and break through. And we needed that. From a tiny little mindset and mentality, God's done a great work, for which I am glad. But you watch the songs change. Some of them have already started to. Revealing the majesty and glory of Jesus calling us into the presence. You watch it change. Now, why is it important for me to tell you this? Because you've got to read the wind shift. It's like the, uh, my leader that's on that on the board and he's blown way over on the rocks on the other side of a, a bay. He didn't read the wind shift and ended up out of sync, well, it's particularly with his wife. <laughs> and so you've got to read the wind to ride the wind. And if the wind is changing, this is important uh, for you and I. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Listen to this. You still with us north? <laughs> I can hear them applauding. <laughs> I love you out there. Anyway, Isaiah 60 verse 1. This is a prophetic of the end time church. Arise, shine. Your incredible new facility has been opened. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. It says, Arise, shine, your glorious light has come, and the glory and majesty of the Lord will be seen upon you. That's an end time church. Kings and nations will gather to the brightness of your rising in Jesus. And so this north south wind is now blowing and releasing a fresh fragrance in the church the fragrance of heaven will be released in the church the truth is that east west wins that's the smell of blood sweat and tears of human effort we had to put a lot into building this and uh, procuring this property and getting this and rising up and being strong but there's a There can be, after a while, if that's all we do, a residual smell of blood, sweat and tears. And that's not the smell. However, the last line there, it's very important because we learn how to grow from faith to faith. That's why it's important. God lets us take on challenges. The season's been brilliant. And it's not that we lay all that down and just go into a... a, a, you know, a mode and say, well, God, you know. no, no. We keep on pursuing the promises, but the wind changes. And so the north we- uh, north-south wind that is beginning to blow is the fragrance of heaven. It's totally different to the smell of human endeavour in our lives. And uh, you'll notice here, the first one, we learn to live by faith and overcome and possess great things, and we grew from faith to faith. But now this one, the north-south wind, as the revelation of Jesus comes, we're changed from face to face. And the human heart longs for that. You can sit in a tin shed or a magnificent stadium or a cathedral, but the human heart in any of those places still longs for a revelation of Jesus. And so this is very important. The, 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 you've got a this this smell oh yeah. This smell in the church. Uh, I was in the I did national service in the army in Vietnam. And if you get a, a little platoon of guys. Uh, half a dozen or whatever the number is, a few more, and you send them out into the jungle and they're they're out there doing a secret uh, reconnaissance mission and uh, all they take is their weapons and enough food and they just live in the clothes they've got on. How many of you know after a few days in that hot environment you start to sweat? And... You know, uh, it's very easy uh, to, the truth is that after six days, those eight or 10 guys don't know they stink because they all smell the same. Ah, that's important. But if someone walks into their world, behold, he stinketh. And the truth is, as wonderful and as faithful and as powerful and all the things that have happened, I think there's a little bit of a stale smell of blood, sweat and tears in the church. And I think God says, I'm gonna bring a wind shift. The end time church is not gonna smell of blood, sweat and tears. It's gonna smell of the fragrance of heaven. And the closer heaven comes, the stronger that fragrance becomes in your life and mine. And so there will be, and there is a need for, a change of wind shift. Have a look at Song of Solomon with me uh, and see this end time prevailing wind. Song of Solomon is a prophetic book about the church in the last days. And it says this in chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. A fountain of gardens... A well of living waters and streams from Lebanon is the garden of the Lord. And then it says this, awake, O north wind, or awaken yourself to the north wind. Start to wake up to a wind shift that's blowing into your life. Awake, O north wind, and come, O south wind, blow upon my garden." that the spices and fragrances thereof may flow out. And let my beloved come into his garden. Jesus is not coming back for a blood, sweat and tears, stinky church. He's coming back for his garden that has fresh fruit and the fragrance of heaven on it. This is important for my family. For your family, it's not just about Sunday church. This is about whether your house stinks. Whether you need to read the wind and let the wind of His revelation press into Jesus and get a fresh revelation of His presence. And let my beloved come into His garden and eat His pleasant fruit. That's the church Jesus is coming back for, a glorious church quickly. Uh, We will leave that. There's three things I want to lay on you really quickly this morning uh, about this wind shift. The first one is the north-south wind will bring a revelation of Jesus in His majesty. You watch how church gets preoccupied with the majesty of Jesus all over again. And as He's revealed, worshipping the presence of Jesus will be our first priority. We press in to worship and touch Him as He reveals Himself afresh to us. The second one, thing that happens, firstly a revelation of Jesus in our midst. The second one is as He reveals Himself, there's transparency, openness. 2 Corinthians 3.16, but we all with unveiled open faces taking off our masks, beholding the revelation as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. You see, that the, this is good news and bad news. Church is gonna have the presence of Jesus in such a way you won't want to keep your mask on. Man, that's, for me, that's so challenging. I'm glad you don't know some things about Marion. No. I'm sorry, about me. North. As this wind blows and reveals Jesus, there'll be a spirit of humility transparency and vulnerability with a deep desire to be like the one who's revealing himself, Jesus. Stuff is changing. The wind is changing. And then the last one is uh, firstly a revelation of Jesus. Secondly, that humility and openness before Him. The third one is the fragrance of heaven will rest upon God's people. We read it before. Awake, O North, come South, blow upon us with this fresh wind and we will release fresh fruit and the fragrance of heaven. People will walk in and say there's something special in this place. Won't be the building. Won't even be the preaching. It'll be the smell. The fragrance of heaven. And it changes everything. I want to finish. And I'm in, I mean, I want to finish with a, the greatest wind shift in history. And I want you to come with me to the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. The greatest wind shift ever recorded. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, prior to that, Jesus had been to the cross, they'd been saved, they were born again. But Jesus said, You can't change the world the way you are, even though you believe on my resurrection, power, etc. You have to stay in Jerusalem until I change the wind, until I bring a wind shift. And it says this on the day of Pentecost had fully come. They're all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The wind of heaven had to come and blow out the tradition, the attitude, the culture, the beliefs of the Old Testament church and fill them with a new wind of heaven. And there's a new move of God. Happening now. And this wind is going to blow out the stale air of yesterday and bring in a fresh wind with the fragrance of heaven. Are you up for it? See, you can't make it happen. This is a God thing. All you can do is say, God, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to read the wind. Any little indicator of a change of wind shift I'm going to set my sails for that because I want to ride the wind of the end time church, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Hey, God bless you at North. We hope you enjoyed this message. Life Church is one church in multiple locations. To find out more about Life Church and our online and location based services, visit us at www.lifechurch.com.au.